All right, we're live. Hey guys, Frank here with Tithely, uh, back on Monday morning. Uh, it's great to be with you guys. Hopefully anyone uh, joining out there um, had a great weekend, uh, had a great Father's Day weekend. I know I did. Um, I've got <clears throat> I've got three boys. Uh, they're eight years old, happen to have triplets. So we had a ton of fun. Uh, I got breakfast in bed and then we watched some cartoons and I just had a good day uh, with each other. Um, had church and did a barbecue and hung out in the pool and all those kind of things. So uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And uh, today I am joined by uh, a local pastor um, who I've actually met in person when they were evaluating Tithely uh, a little while back, maybe a year ago, a little less than a year ago. Um, but uh, Toby is the senior pastor at Vista Assembly. So Toby, great to have you this morning. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, we always love to start the show off just by learning a little bit about our guests. And so I'd love to learn about yourself. How'd you get into ministry? Uh, how'd you start leading the church that you're at today? Uh, tell us a little bit about the church, you know, just give us a sense of who you are. Yeah. You want, you want 27 year history in 30 seconds. I like Yeah. That. Yeah. Well, maybe you can have 90. We'll go 90 seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I started off heading towards the teaching world when I was leaving college and God had a different plan and pulled me into youth pastoring instead. And I youth pastored for on and off for 20 years as, um, 20 to 25 years in and out of being a senior pastor, planning a church. And then um, the last church I was at just felt the call of God um, to leave and uh, be a senior pastor again. And uh, it just worked out perfectly that right at the time I had turned in a resignation and said, I'm going to step out in faith and do it. Um, I got a phone call to come here. So i um, been a Vista Assembly for almost two years now. Okay. And I'm loving it. And it's great church, great people. And uh, yeah. Charging forward. There we go. And tell us where's Vista Assembly and, and what's kind of the makeup of the church? What kind of, you know, size uh, and demographic and location? Uh, we're uh, right now, before the before the pandemic thing slammed us, uh, we're, our average attendance is right around 200, a little, little over 200. Yeah. And um, we're in North County, San Diego, in the city of Vista. And um, it's an Assembly of God church, which is you know denominational, but we're all autonomous to kind of do what we do yep. and, and reach people. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit on the little bit on the Pentecostal side, a little bit on the kingdom minded side. And um, I don't know if that explains a lot, but yeah, <laughs> and from, from memory, when we were there on site, it's pretty it's right in the community. Yeah, right? we're, it's, we're right. It's very much a local church. Yeah, it's been there for since the 56, I think it started. Um, we have a, we have a K through eight school on our campus. We also That's have right. a, pre a preschool. So about 150 kids in the K through eight and another 90 in the preschool. Um, well, before this all hit, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. What in September. There's like, there's an asterisk on everything right now. It's just like noted that it's all pre COVID. Yeah. Uh, -COVID stuff. yeah. yeah. Have you guys uh, started uh, meeting back in person or are yeah. you evaluating that? What's that? How's it been for you guys? The last the last three weeks, we did one week with just our volunteers coming back. Okay. Um, and we kind of went over like we did a we did a service with them in the room, um, kind of kind of still just streaming mainly online, just to kind of let them get a feel of what it was going to be like, and then coaching them what it's going to be like for the new setup. And then the last two weeks, we've done regular invite everyone, but we went to two services to try to fit everyone in because of the rules that they've put in place. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the first week we're adding children's church, going back to one service and spreading things out. And 
inviting everyone to come back. Okay. Wow. You're going to be, well, maybe we'll circle back to that at the end of the show. So let, let's rewind. Uh, I don't know what it is now, 10 weeks, 12 weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, middle of March. Uh, what, what was it like for you guys? And I know we're going to jump into kind of how technology's played a role, but were you streaming before and, and how did you make the transition into doing church hundred percent online? Yeah. Um, you know, back when I was a youth pastor, before I came here, I was streaming my youth services on Facebook. And um, so when I came here, they weren't doing that. And so I set up a camera and started streaming. Yeah. And then the band came to me and said, hey, we don't want you to do that because it just doesn't sound good. Like we don't sound, it makes us sound horrible. And I've got yeah. really good musicians and professional musicians that are part of the church and volunteer. And they're like, hey, we, don't want, we want a better mix. So right. we shot. We shut the live streaming down for about three or four weeks and worked on it. Um, bought just some small equipment, um, mm -hmm. and moved a computer into the room so that we could have a second mix. And so by, uh, I'd say, April, May of last year, um, we were sounding like one of the bigger churches live. Um, we, we've got some great, great tech people that have that worked really hard on it. And so we have one mix for the room. And then when my sound guy has all that set, he runs back into a, a whole nother room where he can't hear what's going on. And it's all coming through another computer system um, to what will be heard online. He's mixing it back there. Okay. So it's pretty scary because I've only got one guy doing both. Hopefully get some more people trained for it. But, um, <laughs> but we've been, we've, we've been thankfully um, ahead of the game. And so when the pandemic hit, it was an easy transition for us. Um, all we did at that point was add a few more cameras to make it to it wasn't just one camera position. Right. And so you guys kept, it sounds like, doing service in the building with with no audience, right? Like no, right. no, no church members yep. there. Um, and so it kind of multi-camera and kind of beefed up what was going on there. But you were already, you kind of already dialed in the core stuff. Right. Um, and yeah. then so you know, it hits and you're like, okay, church, we're all online. How did you get it out to the church? And what was that first Sunday like? Uh, Tithely helped tremendously because we had, we had just gotten Tithely set up. We were still learning it. Um, yeah. I think we, we started with Tithely in late January. We we're spending February diving in, learning and growing and like spending all of our, a lot of our spare time was spent learning what Tithely does right? and communicating with the people and trying to get them, you know, online with the apps and everything else. So um, yeah, we just reached out to them through them as much as possible. And then we put a whole lot of posts on Facebook saying, Hey, we're going to be live, uh, Sunday morning. And then we got a counter countdown thing up there, which kind of helped people to find us and get there early. Yeah. So we're just showing up late. And, um, so yeah, so it's just, it's just a process of trying to figure out what works best and how to actually make it go smooth. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So how have you kind of jumping into the communication side and, and where tech has kind of played a role like what has it been like kind of keeping the church engaged um how have you guys been doing you know just the communication aspect of being with the church keeping them engaged on a regular basis like what does that look like you know i don't know i like a, what's a weekly yeah for you guys look um, like our people probably get more texts and emails than they than they want <laughs> um, some of them but some of them absolutely love it yeah. Um, the Tidely app lets us pick and choose who we're sending messages to by creating groups. And so we've been communicating to our own teams. 
Yeah. I've been communicating to, um, we have one called the church loop. Hey, all of you who want information, sign up for the church loop, you know, and then that's easy. Like, Hey, yeah. every, the loop, whenever we send something out, it goes to the loop, you know? Um, and then, you know, we have, we have membership, um, for voting purposes and stuff like that. So when we need to send something to only those who can vote, we've been communicating with them and then just simple text, you know, just so we're thinking of them. We're with you. We're praying for you. Let us know if you need anything. You know, that goes out to kind of everyone in a text. And um, so pretty much Mondays are going to hear from me, you know, about what's what's coming up this week. And is uh, that usually like, do you have like a Monday email? I, I don't do it like religiously, you know, where I've got a big special format. Hey, it's Monday with Pastor Toby. I don't, I don't right. do like that. Um, so I usually by Monday night, I'm remembering that I've got a lot of information that has to get out and I send right. it out via email. Yep. Um we also do a thing called Lunchtime Live. So Monday through Friday at noon, one of our pastoral staff is on live um, with Facebook okay. just doing a devotion for lunch. Yeah. Um, so we do that. And then every Wednesday night, we do a live worship set as well. So between the Lunchtime Lives, between the Wednesday night worship, and between all the texts and all the emails that go out, we communicate with our people uh, more. And, and still, we had some that were the elderly or not quite tech savvy that were like, Hey, we haven't heard from you guys. And so we've also just done the old fashioned thing and picked up the phone and called everyone nice. in the church at least twice um, during the last couple months. Wow. That's cool. And you, so, and when you say called them twice, is that like a regular thing or you're just trying to like maybe monthly make it through a rotation? Yeah. We just, Hey, we're going to call everyone again, see how they're doing. You know, we called them all one time, did our best to reach everyone via phone. And then two or three weeks later, we're like, Hey, heard from this guy. He said he never got in touch. You know, they haven't heard from us. So we're going to call everyone again and make sure we right. didn't miss anyone. So, yeah. And um, now that we're reopened, it's it's time. We'll probably make that last phone call again throughout the whole system and just tell people face, you know, voice at least that, you know, hey, we'd love to see if you're back open. But again, if you're not healthy, stay home. Right. So, right. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys are still going to keep the live stream going. Like Absolutely. that's going to be part of your thing. Yeah. The, the one thing we've learned is that live stream is bigger than, you know, the church live stream, not only reaches more people per day for us, but it's online forever. And so everything we do and we post online mm -hmm. is the gospel going out for, for a hundred years from now, someone can click back and laugh at my clothes, but they're going to hear the message, you know, yeah. they're going to click back and think, guy, what kind of music did they sing a hundred years ago? Yeah. Yeah. The gospel. For and the archives. So, <laughs> so use use your streaming. Um, and I encourage other pastors, use the streaming and think bigger in terms of streaming. How do we, we, we reach more people streaming? We reach people worldwide every time we go online. Someone, we, we have people from India, um, Africa. We have people from all over the world um, watching us and checking us out and, yeah. and then communicating with us. Um, so we, we have friends we didn't know we had that are clicking on and, and watching us every Sunday now. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so what totally true. I mean, I feel like I've heard that from almost every church I've talked to that their reach online uh, surpassed what they expected. Sure. Uh, I've heard a little bit of the kind of online church fatigue over the last, you know, two, three, maybe even four weeks where kind of they had these big spikes and things have kind of come down a little bit, but still right. higher than maybe a normal service. Have you seen that effect happening for you guys? Yeah, we, we had, you know, five to six times the number of viewers this year on Facebook alone, not even counting YouTube and the others right. on Easter than we did last year live or than we did last year altogether. 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Facebook and YouTube started getting smart and saying, hey, the churches are reaching people for free using our format. So they kind of curved the algorithm to block people from yeah. seeing churches. Right. And that's why we saw such a decline. So we learned that they're in, in like for Vista Assembly, I'll get a notice in my notice bar saying, hey, Vista Assembly is live, but I actually yeah. have to click on it to go to, it won't come on to my personal page. Right. I have to go to it to watch it. And so we sat there um, and just told people from the pulpit right before service ever started, you know, like the moment we went live, we're like, hey guys, we want this to reach more people and you can help us. So right where you're at, just click on share and put mm -hmm. on your page. And then it went out to more pages and our, our viewership actually came back up since we started doing that. Um, because we're all posting all of us pastors and staff like as soon as the worship team starts and starts singing you know we're on there like go right. live, watch party and then just put your phone down in your chair and let it run right you know? so um the more people sharing the more it gets out there the more it views more people and them and that that dip that came after easter has now risen back up yeah no that's cool i love uh just that idea of like even in the sermon when you get up right you know lead pastor mm -hmm. gets up and says hey church make sure to share this uh on facebook while you're watching or on youtube while you're watching like <clears throat> i don't think that's a normal uh thing you see it if you watch youtubers or you watch people regular folks that are doing live kind of stuff they're always saying you know like the you know so click the bell to subscribe or right. give us a like or share it on your page right so they're always doing that thing and they do it for a reason because right. um, it helps spread that kind of reach and gets them in better standing with Facebook or YouTube and all those kind of things. So um, I think it's cool that you're doing it. What In that vein, do you do it every Sunday? Is it like now a part of your kind of intro? No, I should. No, I should. But one more thing I wanted to add is what really helps the algorithm in the church's favor is the comments. Yeah. So when people share it on their page and then make comments and then we reply to those comments, the more comments that go back and forth, the more it says, "Hey, this is a, um, this is a, you know, the the end thing. It's it's a what, forget what they call it on Twitter, um, <laughs> but it's happening." And so they, they it actually makes the algorithm put it out on more pages. Right. So you know, the more you can get, you can get two or three thousand comments during a Sunday service. You know, it's going to reach more people just because yeah. people are making comments. Right. So that's, right. that's a that's a huge thing. But yeah, I, 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 I need to remember to do that more often from the stage because we, we've kind of backed off that some because uh, I don't know why we just probably forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it should be, you know, pastors or, or speakers. I, I think especially the people maybe, you know, the hosts or the people doing kind of the intro or the welcome or, or those kind of things, especially in the online world. I think you see a lot of churches doing kind of the host type of model where they maybe get one or two people up, right? They're kind of introing everything. And in that moment saying, hey, where are you from? Give give the episode a like or give the service a like or, you know, share it on your page, but they're doing that. And it's just a regular part of yeah. how they begin church. And it should um, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a pretty powerful. I mean, it's not like on, online churches new per se, right? Like a lot of the large churches have been doing church online for, you know, 10 years. Um, and we can learn some really great things from what they've learned over 10 years. And I think that host model is one of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, just getting your getting your church to promote it online. It's like the easiest form of evangelism, like click the share button. 
it's, you know what? If if you're afraid to share the gospel in face to face, this is the easiest way to do it. You're going to start practicing. Hey, click my page. I got a great great church, great pastor. You know, whatever yeah. you get out there. You know, just it, see. It's the easiest. Just <laughs> touch a button. You know. Yeah. 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 So, Are you guys? So now that you're going back, uh, you know, and you're kind of meeting in person, even kids' church is kicking in. Um, how are you going to keep the online church thing going? Like, are you going to go back to what it was pre-COVID or are you going to keep trying to make it better and better and improve? No, we're continually. So if you think about, you know, like our average Sunday service is 200 people-ish, you know, um, and our online presence could be four to 600 at the same time. Yeah. We're not focusing on the 200 that are in the building. Yeah, we're teaching them. They're in the room. We're loving them. But our, our real focus is reaching more and more people online. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want those that are in our community and part of our in, in-house you know, congregation to think, oh, well, we'll just watch it online you know, because you're missing the point of fellowship and all the good stuff that, that right. happens at the church. We don't want that to be, be irregular. But we also don't want to eliminate those that can't come or those that are enjoying it from faraway places. You know, we want to make sure that it's high quality and for them and that they feel like they're a part of it as well. Right. And so um, we've moved the camera from the back corner to like dead center of the room. And especially with spaced seating that we have to do chairs mm-hmm. around the camera now with no, no block view. Um, and so it, I actually got a lot of practice at speaking to a little white screen with my picture on it coming from the camera. Yeah. And if I was in that screen, I was in the screen. If I moved too far, I wasn't because we don't even have a camera guy moving. It's just kind of stationary. Yeah. Um, So uh, looking at the camera screen now is kind of normal. So it's, it it actually helped out a little bit. It was, you know, you, you went from pastoring people in the congregation to almost being a studio TV pastor for, for nine weeks. Right. And yeah. It, it kind of changed the changed the thought. But in the first week I did, I was like, that was weird. You know, I got a sound guy. The band left. The sound guy's in the room. The camera guy's in the room. And and that's it. Uh, it like no guys. energy, right? Like no yeah. energy, no people. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. To stay super passionate and upbeat and all that kind of stuff without any. Our church, you know, you hear, yeah, amen. Come on, man. Preach it. You know, you hear a little bit of that once in a while. And yeah. Dead silent in the room. So it made it a little bit more made a little bit uh, different feeling. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely, definitely different. Um, There was a question from the audience, uh, which I thought was, was great. Do you guys have, uh, or is somebody on your staff acting as like an online campus pastor or does, does the staff all contribute? And I'm thinking, especially like during the live service, commenting and interacting and, you know, engaging the audience. Do you have somebody who's doing that? Um, Everyone, everyone. Everybody. Okay. All, yeah. all we'll pastors, that. What does it look like? All of our pastors while we're live um, are kind of monitoring their, their phones, you know, via online and answering questions and, yeah. and doing that kind of stuff. We don't have a, an online campus pastor. Um, we have certain people that are in charge of Instagram and making sure that's kept up to date and Facebook mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, making sure all of our slides and advertisements and stuff go out that way. Um, but all of us uh, are learning to participate more yeah. and all of us are learning to engage more people um, so that it's not just one. It's we're, we're taking the church site and we're sharing that on all of our sites when when something new posts. And we're actually coaching our people to do the same thing. Mm. You know, the more you're the more your people 
grab a hold of what you post online as a church and share that, even if it's just the advertisement for Sunday um, or something else we're doing. The, the more you get it out there, the better. So, right. um, yeah, we don't have one. I wish if we could afford one, that would be great to have someone because there's definitely enough work for one. Yeah. Um, but uh, at this point, we're, we're all sharing the duties. Yeah. I mean, just the production of, you know, you talked about your one guy that's like setting it up for in person and then he's running back to the other room and he's monitoring kind of the online portion. And, you know, it's a big job, like having that one person do that. And then you probably have, you know, your, your pastoral team or just your staff is there at church physically. So thinking about how to put on an online service, as well as do that physical service when you're a church, you know, a, a, like above average size church in a lot of ways, right? Even at a couple, couple hundred, like pulling both of those off and doing them well is is actually hard. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah. thinking about doing it well going into the future, you know, and not losing steam on on what you've learned over the last twelve weeks. Yeah, keep building. But I, I just have to say how thankful I am that I have enough volunteer people that love what they do yeah. and really want to make it great. And they've worked over and above um, Diego and, and Jorge. I'm just going to mention you too, because you're amazing. Those two guys have just stepped over and above to make us uh, what we are right now. Yeah. 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 Great team. Uh, it's the solution to many things. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about, so, you know, in, in talking uh, with the team, you guys are also using zoom. Uh, mm -hmm. which we hear a lot. So how are you using Zoom? What role does that play in all the tech uh, that you're using? We used it during the pandemic a lot. And now I, I kind of just as a leader put it into Zoom meetings. Okay. But let's get back to face-to-face. -face. And so um, the, the office is now open. We're back to meeting together. And if we have to use Zoom, we can. You know, you can't reach someone, do a Zoom meeting. At least you're seeing them face-to-face -face rather right. than a phone call and hearing a voice. Um, but yeah, we used it a lot just to communicate as a staff and, and with other people and things like this, where I could go online and, and do a zoom and, and post it live, you know, if I was doing an interview or something like that with right. the church. Um, but it, it was, it, uh, you know, I'm thankful that zoom made themselves available during that time. Our school, uh, when they shut down our school, uh, our, all of our teachers the next day were live doing Zoom classes all day long with their students. Mm -hmm. And so we actually kept the education at full force using Zoom. Um, and uh, the only thing that didn't happen with that is preschool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. But K through K through eight continued to Zoom every day all wow. the way through the school year. So, yeah, thankful that it was there. But now we've kind of cut it off and shut it down and said only when necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Since we can, I mean, and a lot of churches aren't able to go back. So, you know, it's still um, like my church, we rent middle schools, right? So we're all a sort of portable church by design. So, right. you know, can't go back yet. We're all still, you know, virtual yeah. things on Zoom. Yeah. So. And all the churches technically that seat more than a hundred people, you know, or the, the, all the churches that like four or five, 600 churches and bigger, they, they can't meet yet because Right. Because of the limitations here in California, you can't have a max of more than 100 attendees right. uh, in your service. So, well, what are they going to do? You know, church around the corner has, you know, 10,000 people. You know, they can't have 100. Yeah, that, they're at a whole nother. I, I definitely <laughs> think there's a, there's a very large church and a, and a more regular, you know, size church of a couple hundred mindsets. Right. I think there's different ways that those sure. types of churches have to come back. Mm -hmm. um, because of the the scale that they operate at, right? Um, 
and you know, you have the school and everything too. So that's a unique part of kind of how you guys are coming back. Um, I guess in the last couple of minutes, how is you mentioned kind of coming on to Tithely and using the church management tools mm -hmm. uh, as well as the church app and giving and things like that. How is giving performed through this season for you guys? Very well. Um, it obviously it increased because people weren't in. We still we still have some that just have to write the check and that's right. okay. They've mailed it in. Totally. Uh, yep. So you know, we had because we shut the office down, we had to go to the post office twice a week to pick up our mail. Um, but we'd go there and every, every time we went, there was some envelopes of checks in it. But for the most part, the people that weren't already in consistent, um, you know, giving online are now online givers. Mm -hmm. So increased that during that time. Right. Um, and we didn't see a huge drop, um, at all in our, in our normal, you know, weekly or monthly giving. Yeah. So it's, it's been, been hanging in there consistent. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah, good. doing, I just have to share this with the whole audience in the show, doing, doing the show live and doing everything from home. One of my kids is in here and <laughs> he decided to uh, bring his chameleon onto the show. So there you go. That, that's charming for the audience. Charming. You have to take him back. <laughs> um, what about the church database side of things? Like in terms of managing members and keeping data up to date during the season, Right. Um, like keeping all this information. So you have good emails and good phone numbers. What have you guys done around that? Kind well, of thing? The, when we made the first phone calls to everyone, the first round, you know, during uh, mid to late March, we were shut down and we were just calling everyone to see how they're doing. Right. One of the things we tried to do when we got a hold of them is, hey, do we have your right email address and double check everything? Yeah. So that was that was part of it. And we did that the second time around. Um, but you know, database is a work in progress. No matter no matter how hard you keep it up, there's always something to update. Right. So we're just doing our best to stay consistent and trying to um, get people to update their own systems. Um, and because we couldn't see them face to face for a long time, right when we got started, now that we're seeing them face to face, we're actually working on. Uh, we had all of our volunteers already signed up for the Alvanto side, the database side. Yeah. And they've already updated their systems, but everyone else hadn't. So now we're bringing all them on board and trying to get them to update their own systems and show them how to use it as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, you know, when you shut down all your events, they can't click on the calendar and click event anymore because you kind of right. shut it down. And that was, so now we've got events back on there and they're logging on to do that and creating their own accounts and updating their own accounts. So it's, it's a work in progress. I wish I said it was the, you know, I'd had an answer and make it easy for everyone, but, it's it's work. And so I have all the pastors and all the admin people when they talk to people on the phone, kind of checking out, making sure that we're up to date. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of it's one of those things where it sounds like you at least had, you know, the email list. You had people starting to use the church app so you could send push notifications by groups and those kinds of things. Uh, but it just it kind of highlights the importance of churches like having a system that is is, you know, as up to date as you can keep it because it is hard work. Right. Um, but, you know, having all that data in a cloud based kind of church management system so that you can communicate, keep people engaged is really important because sure. uh, you never know. I mean, hopefully this kind of thing doesn't happen uh, often, uh, but you just never know what's what's going on. Um, and you got to stay connected with people. So uh, tech yeah. plays a role. Um, there was another question from the audience uh, that asked, what tech are you using for online giving? So Toby, I'm just going to let you answer that one. <laughs> Tidely. 
We we switched from the one that we were using to Tidally. Um, it does everything we need it to do, um, and with you know no no second thoughts about it. It's it's been perfect for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I think just for the audience, I think Toby, we saved you guys a little bit of money. Uh, well, you got to meet with some local folks, and some of yeah. us are in San Diego, uh, and which we love, man. We love when we can hang out with uh, mm -hmm. customers in person. So. Yeah. Uh, it's been great serving you guys. Uh, well, Toby, where can folks go to check you guys out? You know, check out how you're doing church online, check out your website, learn a little bit more about you guys. VistaAssembly.com is the website and Facebook, YouTube, check out Vista Assembly. Um, best way to do it if you're going to watch us online, do those kind of things. Yeah. And if you're local to North County and you're looking for a place, um, you know, come on and check us out face to face. We'd love to have you We're at 930 on Sunday mornings. Love I'm it. Sure people watching this are part of churches and other stuff. So that, that, that didn't need to happen, but Hey, you never know. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think churches are loving learning from other churches and checking out kind of what they're doing online and just hearing my hope in this show is that pastors, other church leaders take one little thing away, you know, like, Oh, they're doing this thing or, Oh, they tried that and it worked right. One little thing. So I think uh, there's a lot of great value um, that comes from these shows. So uh, today was great, man. Thanks, Toby, for jumping on here. Uh, appreciate your time and appreciate how Vista Assembly is serving the community out there in Vista. And, uh, you know, for folks that joined us live, appreciate you guys. Uh, like always, we give away a pair of AirPods, uh, the new ones, and we announce those in our email newsletter. So people have had questions about that. Uh, we will select somebody from the comment stream uh, we usually try to find folks that are pretty active and we will announce it in the next email that goes out. So if you're not receiving the emails, you can ask us how and we'll get you on that list. And uh, we will see you next Monday. We're doing the show every Monday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific, and uh, trying to just have church leaders sharing what they're doing uh, as we go through this pandemic and come out of it, you know, now that we're starting to go back to church. So uh, join us next Monday and appreciate everyone that was on today. Thanks, guys.